0: this is the chocolate news podcast i'm your co-host john alexander reese
1: and i'm your co-host andrea carter
0: and if you did not know the cincinnati Herald has been around since 1955 and is the leading african-american-owned newspaper in the greater cincinnati area and northern kentucky area how's it going andrea
1: it's going great john it's fall it's getting cool it's trying to decide whether it's gonna be cool it's gonna be warm but that's okay because, you know, it's it's great energetic weather. And there's a lot going on right now in the area that is it's hard to keep up. It's just hard to keep up. Oh, um, yeah.
0: Most definitely. But,
1: but, there, you know, there's a lot of historical things going on that um, I want to mention. First, I want to do a shout out to April Ryan. It, many people may not know who April Ryan is, but she is... She has been the White House correspondent for a number of organizations over the year. She's been the White House correspondent for, I think for um, I think it was either CNN no it wasn't CNN. it was for another entity. Um, she's been for NPA, the Grio. she's now the White House correspondent for the Grio and a couple of other places. And um she wrote a book. She's very prominent. She was the black woman who would um question, Um, a lot of the press personnel during Donald Trump's administration. And um, so she got famous that way. And she got married over the weekend. So I just wanted to say congratulations to her and her guy. If you go on her Instagram page, you'll see a lot of the video from her wedding reception. She wore a beautiful, I think it was like a light rose colored gown and everything. So I'm very happy for her. And that just means you can find love at any age. So that's the reason why I'm congratulating her. Knock on wood. Anyway, I wanted to let everybody know about another real quick. There is a documentary that's coming out on Disney in February from the National Geographic documentaries on the Black astronauts and explores 60 years of history of Black astronauts in the space race. And it looks really wonderful. The trailers are out now. So I recommend everyone taking a look at that. It's another, it's another viewpoint of the hidden figures ask information about NASA, but from a different perspective, from the military perspective of people becoming astronauts. And then finally, I want to do a shout out to Serena Williams, who has um, received, she's going to receive an award from the Council of Fashion Designers of America, CFDA, as the first Black woman to be named as a trailblazer in athletic fashion, and they're going to host an award ceremony uh, in November um, at the American Museum of Natural History, hosted by Cincinnati's own Sarah Jessica Parker, who is the Um, you know, fashion icon from Sex and the City. And um, we just want to congratulate Serena on another first um, that she has achieved. So congratulations to all of them. Yay. And also yay to the Bengals and now three and three. Good job. But most importantly, let's get to today's news. Start off with Ohio's, well, I'll put it like this, Northern Ohio's congressman, Uh, Jim Jordan just went through the second round of voting to become House Speaker, and he lost big. The vote this time was 199 to 219. Hakeem Jeffries received the majority of the vote, but not enough to become Speaker. You need 217. Or no, you need 219 to become Speaker. And Hakeem Jeffries got 212, which is the entire Democratic um, caucus. But 12 Republicans are not supporting Jordan Because he is a risk and they can't explain them supporting him to their constituents when they have to go back and face re-election because he is such, he's so chaotic and causes a lot of rancor and he has not, he's not a proven leader. He's not pushed any legislation. He's not presented any legislation. He's just presented chaos. So, um, There's that, but we keep reading. He's going to keep trying to get it. But in the meantime, I think what the House is going to probably do is try to make Patrick Henry, Congressman Patrick Henry, the the interim speaker for now, so they can get some things going and make the government work again because they have not been able to do anything for 15 days. And shame on the Republicans for not being able to pull this together because they're the ones who want to be leaders. They wanted to govern and they can't get their act together. So there's that. Next up, we have um, Vice Mayor Jan Michelle Kearney, who is um, looking for solutions for everyone's been hearing about the street takeovers going that's occurring in the city of Cincinnati. It's kind of like, uh, remember the flash mobs that used to occur um, from Twitter? You would yeah. get a message on Twitter and then everyone would show up in the space and do whatever, a dance move or sing or whatever. Yeah, or play a violin. Well, now it's street takeover where people in cars show up, block the traffic, and someone is burning rubber, doing donuts in the middle of the street and then taking off. (laughs) And so, you know, it's just flash mobbing to an nth level, but they're looking for solutions the vice mayor is looking for solutions to stop it. And I think that, you know, when it happens, hopefully someone will report it and they will get there faster and stop the whole thing. So that's going to be interesting to see how they stop this. So there's that. Then let's congratulate. We I want to congratulate. I forgot about this. I want to congratulate Claudia Gay. Now, a lot of people don't know who she is, but they know the organization that she works for. She works for Harvard University, and she is the first Black president of Harvard University. Now, remember, Harvard was founded in 1640 in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and she is their first Black president president, not That's black amazing. woman president, black president, which is outstanding in her address to accept the position she said she's very humble at the prospect of leading Harvard, she's very emboldened by the trust and energy that they have placed in her. even though Harvard has come under scrutiny like other colleges regarding the students' beliefs regarding the Israel a Palestinian conflict. You know, the donors are coming under fire for removing their donations. Students are under fire for their beliefs. So she is not getting too much of a honeymoon period being president of Harvard, but congratulations anyway, and I hope you last a long time. Then speaking of students, and this is kind of sad, you know, the crown, the federal crown act prevents people. From suspending or taking action against people because they have hair that's different from the majority community. Well, on um, on August thirty first, Daryl George, a junior at Barbers High School in Mont Belvieu, Texas, was suspended from high school because he had dreadlocks in his hair, I believe, hmm. and they suspended him. Um, and put him in an enforce it put him in a, um in a, an alternative program um because of his hair. And according to the federal government, you're not supposed to take offensive action against somebody because their hair is different. Yeah. So um basically, according to the Barber Hills Independent School District. The handbook stipulates that male students are prohibited from having hair extending below the eyebrows, ear lobes, or the top of the T collar. Um, also it, it mandates that the student's hair must be clean, well groomed, geometrical, and not an unnatural color or variation. And, you know, basically, that almost sounds military style. And, you know, Daryl was um had dread- dreadlocks. Which does not, in certain people's, does not fit the high the 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 hairstyles that they're used to, and you know African Americans they we we do our hair textured hair you know afros braids dreadlocks twists bantu knots, our hairstyles are protect are federally protected, and they do this, so um, so it it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen, so, um we hope that he gets back into school and um, he moves forward no matter what his hair looks like.
0: I I just think it's so silly that people are even like debating this and forcing this. I mean, hair is hair, but I don't know. I is this all silly, it really is. Just let the boy come, just let the boy wear what he wants to wear. Oh my goodness.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of like when you want control, but you yeah. want control your way, not their way. This is what happens. Yeah, um, and again, it is Texas. Mm-hmm. Texas is special. They have their own idea of what people should look like. Yeah, you know, So we just have to move forward, and hopefully, they will find a way to resolve the situation. Two things. Then um, that'll be the end of chocolate news. Uh, um, one, uh, we need to stop, and remember Rudolph Isley of the Isley Brothers. Yeah, he just passed. Unfortunately, he was eighty four when he died. Mm, 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 mm. If everybody anybody knows the Eilley Brothers, the original king of strut, so to speak,
0: king of strut,
1: <laughs> king of strut, king of wearing, you know, having interesting wardrobe and being, you know, I, I can't say funky because. They weren't really funky, but they they knew how to groove. They knew how to schmooze. They knew how to woo. Let's put it like that. If I could say that. But they were a very popular soul group and they knew how to um, just bring people together and enjoy the music and groove. And unfortunately, um, Rudolph died and I'm sorry to see this, but um, we don't know what his cause of death was, but you know, unfortunately, a popular member of the civil group has died. But that being said, my final piece of chocolate news today is I want to say congratulations to Tennessee State University and Howard University for um, being named to the billboards. Uh, how do I put this? The billboards ranking of schools that are high level that give out, outstanding degrees for music in, for business, for for educating people on business in the music industry. And Howard University in Tennessee State have achieved this distinct, they're the only two HBCUs that have achieved this, um, the Warner Music Livenick Center for Music Business in 2021 made it possible for, these fellowship programs for people to learn the music business and these two schools have the most outstanding programs up there mind you with the berkeley school of music the abbey road institute in london and the i should say the berkeley college of music in boston and spain and liverpool institute for performing arts in liverpool england They are the only two HBCU schools to achieve that distinction, along with these other European schools for learning this, learning the teaching the music business and offering music business degrees. So, congratulations on that. Uh, it's something to look forward to. And yes, you can enjoy music and make money at the same time. And that is my chocolate news for today.
0: All right, well, thank you, Andrea, for all the fascinating chocolate news. And now let's move on to our main topic. We actually have a special guest with us today. I haven't had one of those in a while, but we have uh, David Choke with us uh, from Revolution Dance. So uh, how's it going, David?
2: Pretty good. Hi, John. Hi, Andrea. I'm glad I uh, listened in for all that. I learned a lot myself (laughs) during this segment. (laughs) My goodness, there's so much.
1: Oh, well, we tried to pack what everyone else doesn't cover. And um, it, you know, it, we it, did a
2: really good job. That's a lot and, of information and not a they, lot of time.
1: Yeah, it, 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 I mean, you try to. You, we, we don't have everything up on our website, but we try to make sure that everyone is aware of what everyone is doing in the business, especially you know, with certain people who are making inroads in different ways, like you're making inroads in Cincinnati with Revolutionary Revolution Dance Theater.
2: Revolution um, Dance Theater, yes, really, really proud of it.
1: Are you the only Black dance? group
2: in the city or the second? Uh, So not group, um, but as far as company, um, a professional ensemble of dancers um, doing a full season, um, the first and only, um, not just really in Cincinnati, but um, when it comes to being a ballet company, uh, currently in the region as well. Um, So we're really proud of that. I am really proud of what we're building, which is just insane to me. This all just came from just teaching people how to dance. And I started doing performances with really kids even. uh, And the whole thought was because we weren't seeing people who look like us or I specifically. I, I couldn't go to a performance here in Cincinnati if we weren't bringing in like a dance theater of Harlem or something like that and see females, you know, black females on point and doing classical work. Uh, it's just something that I noticed. Man, it's been a while since I've seen that here in Cincinnati, unless it was a guest. And then that's when we found out it had actually been 16 years since um our own ballet company here had even hired a, a single African-American woman. And and that's when I realized I have to do more than just teach dance, but, but we want to come into that space and we want to provide people entertainment and tell our own stories and, you know, create these sort of really employment opportunities that will come with actually forming a professional dance company.
1: Okay, because I know Cincinnati Ballet, they have had a lot of international people of color come and dance with them, and it's been rare here and there that more Black males than
2: Black women? Correct, yeah, specifically Black women, it had been, and yeah, that's, it was over, you know, it was into the 16th year that we, you know, finally contracted someone and said, hey, we want you to be here to help us build this thing, and then going into that 17th year is when um, Lene, Uh, got the contract to come to Cincinnati Ballet, which is fabulous. Like, Lene is amazing, (laughs) amazing dancer. But it just took so long, way too long, for our girls to have somebody that they could look up to and have somebody that looked like them.
1: I I mean, because, I mean, very easily you could go to Chicago or New York or DC. um, Yeah. Even even as close as Indianapolis.
2: Um, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Nashville. um, Oh, my God. They the women in their ballet company, um, particularly the black women. um, I know myself and several other friends, some that, you know, (laughs) you know, we would travel um, just (laughs) to see black women perform. Uh, We went to. We would take our uh, Academy kids to Ballet Met, which is in Columbus. Um, and they have some very wonderful dancers up there. And, you know, so, you know, we would make an hour and a half trip to two hour trip again, just so the things that we're teaching our girls in class, they would have someone that they could look up to and go, oh, yeah, that's what that looks like. That's what that's supposed to be. Uh, but if if those are things that I had to do and I love dance as much as I as i do then it made me think what's the rest of the audience here in cincinnati doing i don't think that everybody's traveling to nashville or traveling to columbus to see this we we definitely had a need that we wanted to feel right here in the city and we're glad to do that
1: well i i i'm glad you're here and um what what can we expect going forward what can we expect to see with the revolutionary dance theater uh, I think you that.
2: should expect the unexpected. Um, we we got our name because we want to do what our name implies. We want to use theater and dance to change the world. So um, I know for as long as I am artistic director of this company, <laughs> my goal is to not just become another dance company um, in addition to you know, filling that need that we were just talking about right here in Cincinnati. When it comes to running any business, we know that the only way you're going to be successful is to solve problems and um, to be necessary in your community. And so I want this this theater and dance company to spark a revolution. I want this theater and dance company to literally do work that that changes um, not just the ballet industry, but changes what people think about the idea of Blackness. Um, we have launched uh, together with my second company, David Choate Productions, um, with support from the Ohio Arts Council and um, the Black Empowerment Works uh, program through the United Way of Greater Cincinnati. Um, we just got funding to launch an entire social campaign where, um, again, you think of it just a ballet company, um, the focus of the work is just You know pretty much what you might do in the studio and what you do on stage but what we've been able to do with dance in terms of raising that uh, level of representation, creating jobs inspiring this idea of what black uh, people black women black men can do we want to spread that across um different sectors and so um, we've just introduced color my world which is a new social campaign um that people will start seeing around Cincinnati uh, that just really inspires the idea of more Black. You know, we're putting more Black ballerinas on stage where they weren't before. We want to see more Black people in the C-suite. We want to see more Black people, you know, behind the desk. We want to see more Black individuals um, in areas that still stereotypically, you know, and statistically, our people just are not. So that's just one example of... um, things that again you might not expect a dance company to get involved with but but that's the really the real charter behind our work we we want to really create a world that is more diverse and more inclusive um, and we can use ballet to do that
1: so when can someone see all this wonderful work
2: Absolutely. So the cool thing about um, all of the additional things that we do is that there's ways to engage with it, um, either at Revodance.com. Um, on any of our um, social channels, um, you just follow us at Revolution Dance Theater, all one word. Uh, theater is spelled R-E, little known fact. When you spell theater E-R, that just refers to the building, but theater R-E refers to the craft. So Revolution at Revolution Dance Theater is our Instagram and our Facebook. Um, and we also, um, at, I believe it's still at Revolution Dance Theater, our um RDT Cincinnati. Um, you should be able to find us on YouTube. Um, so we have lots of digital content out there for people to see the dancers, get to know us, um, and get familiar with our work. Um, that social campaign just launched last week. But by the time people are listening to this podcast, um, hopefully more and more people will start to see Color My World or the Dream Project pop up um, in different places and spaces. But of course, people want to see us perform. Um, so the first uh, Revolution Dance Theater Company performance is actually um, right in line with uh, this podcast. Hot Chocolate, actually, um, which is our professional um, take on the traditional nutcracker. Um, So again, the the only African-American nutcracker experience, you know, uh, from a Cincinnati company. Uh, So we're super excited about that. That's going to be at the Aronoff Center playing from December 1st through December 9th, Um, and that's where you're going to get a chance to see the very best of who Revolution Dance Theater is. Um, It's in its third year. It's got a little, um, a couple of new surprises. Um, Of course, you're going to see the growth um, of our own company, Dancers, as this is their first main stage performance back since the season started. Um, and you're going to see some special guests. And I'm really proud of the Academy kids that you get to see and the community members that you get to see. Um, hot chocolate is super special. So we hope to see everybody there at the Aronoff Center um, those first two weekends in December.
1: Well, I'm looking forward because I heard about it last year and um, I, I think it was sold out
2: last year it was sold out last year and we're really encouraging people to get their tickets early because it was actually by the end of October last year that the show sold out so everyone who's like oh it was just a christmas show and um I'll wait till December um people started thinking about tickets like mid November and they were already gone so um we're definitely trying to spread the word to people that if you're interested definitely make sure that you sign up to get tickets
1: Okay, so we need to get tickets now.
2: We need to get tickets now. We've got group sales calling, so
1: okay. (laughs) Which is so exciting, yeah. I'm gonna have to put a bug in my friend's ear and be like, "If we want to go together, we got to get our tickets now." Because I know. Yes,
2: that's the other thing: making sure you can see it with your people. Very important.
1: Well, well, David, I thank you for coming on and giving us the heads up about um, Revolution Dance Theater and also about. the upcoming season and um
2: absolutely
1: and i'm looking forward to it myself so
2: um because i've always
1: heard about debbie allen's version of Mm -hmm. her take on the nutcracker so is this something similar to what she has done
2: so i will tell you this i have seen bits and pieces but i have purposely never watched um debbie allen's full hot chocolate um As to not be influenced by it. Um, When I very first had, when I arrived on that name, I still hadn't seen any of Debbie Allen's hot chocolate. And so I really wanted to make sure that we were creating an original story that um, as much as we were trying not to be the nutcracker, that people didn't think that we were trying to, you know, uh, rip off of her idea or, you know, anything there. So this is, you know, a completely new experience. Um, it's original writing, original music, obviously a brand new choreography, um, set design. So you're really getting, um, the best of Cincinnati in this particular production.
1: Excellent. I can't wait to see it. So, um, thank you so very much, John. Thank you.
0: Yeah, no problem. And, uh, the show does sound awesome. I might have to get myself some tickets, but I got to hurry because (laughs) they're going to be so
2: please. (laughs) We would love to have you
0: guys. And that's it for today's show. And folks, you can uh, find out more about today's topics and past podcast episodes at www.thecinsightherald.com, the SESH newsletter, or on our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Threads. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Amazon, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. In addition, the Cincinnati Herald is now accepting applications for an advertising representative. So please call or text our publisher, Walter White, at 513-680-7076 for more information. I'm John Alexander Reese.
1: And I'm Andrea Carter.
0: And have a good day.